when former spa boss Arthur Fraser accused President Cyril Ramaphosa of covering up a multi-million rand robbery at his Palapala farm in 2020, opening the lid on what has been dubbed Farmgate. Some thought that the scandal marked the end of the president's political career. However, at every turn, it seems that the president has defied the odds and managed to keep his head above water, winning a second term as the ANC's president at the ANC's 55th elective conference. And so for Comrade Mkise Zuelini, the total number of votes he got are 1,000... Sit down, take your seats, listen very attentively. His total is 1,897. And for Comrade Ramaphosa Cyril, his total is 2,476. But how is Farmgate likely to affect the rest of the president's political career? Will he be allowed to complete his full term as president of the country? Will the ANC suffer at the polls in 2024? And will the party continue to support their president? Today we recap the top farm gate moments of 2022 and consider the broader political ramifications of the saga. Sunday Times presidential correspondent Amanda Corza explains Farmgate and how we got here. So since the Palapala scandal broke in June, we've been told that the matter is being investigated by the Hawks, the Public Protector, as well as the ANC's Integrity Commission. We've pretty much had to rely on the affidavit that was submitted by former Correctional Services boss Arthur Frazier. And the president has always maintained that because the matter is being investigated, that uh, due processes will follow. So there was very much little information, tangible information. All of it was based on hearsay. So then Parliament undertook this process to say, everybody that's got information on this, maybe we should establish this uh, panel. And so it was the ATM, the UDF, as well as the EFF who had made submission saying, we've got evidence that we believe or information that we believe um, is enough to prove that the president should be impeached or has a case to answer to. And so that's how the, the panel, which is led by former Chief Justice Sandy Lenglobo, was established. And in essence, it was established to assess whether the president has a case to answer to. The panel requested Ramaphosa share his side of the story. Causa, who tracked the panel and its findings, outlined Ramaphosa's explanation of the events. So what you need to know is that the report's key findings was that it found that money was, I quote, stored, I quote, concealed, close quote, under a sofa in the president's private residence in his farm in Limpopo. The exact amount of the money um, that was found is, is still unknown. It also found that the money was in foreign currency, but exactly how the money made its way into the country is also unknown. While it's concluded its business, it found that there could be more people who could have come forward who have more knowledge on what really transpired that year and when the transaction took place in December and eventually when the money was stolen in February. It also states that the truth of what really transpired about the robbery lies in the unanswered questions, I quote. 
Ramaphosa has also um, said to the panel that he has no direct knowledge of how the funds landed on his farm, but that he relied on hearsay information from his lodge manager, a Mr. Sylvester Ndlovu, who told him that he was the person that received the money and then he went on to conceal the money under a couch in the private residence because the the manager of the farm at the time had gone to leave. So that's what he explained to Ramaphosa. The manager of the farm, uh, Mr. Von Beuler, was the one who was supposed to go and bank the money. And so because he was on leave, the money was then given to Mr. Sylvester, the lodge manager. The lodge manager then receives the money and says, hey, I'm going on leave. I don't feel the money is safe there, so I'm going to go put it somewhere where he thinks it's safe. And for him, that place was underneath a sofa. And this is according to Ramaphosa's testimony. It's, yes, it's there. It also says that, the panel also says that the Sudanese, the alleged Sudanese businessman, so the story goes is that a Sudanese businessman was interested in buying buffalo on the farm. And so then it said that a Sudanese businessman was the one who was interested and his name was Mustafa Mohammed Ibrahim Hazim. So he's the one who allegedly brought the large sum of foreign currency in U.S. dollars to the farm where he made this transaction to buy the buffaloes. But the panel notes that two years later, the buffaloes are still on the farm. So Hazim doesn't have the the buffaloes that he purchased. Uh, Ramaphosa explained that there is a process after, although they gave Hazim the receipt, um, there's processes after of how to transport the buffaloes to the person that uh, you've sold them to. When this scandal broke, it gave us a look into just how much money was being dealt with. The panel also could not establish the source of where Arthur Fraser got his information, but it trusts that in due time he will make all the evidence available, um, either to the law enforcement agencies or to the public. His submissions are denied, 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 in my view. Denied, denied, denied. I deny I don't know anything and I wasn't there. It's the farm manager and no, my helper. In that, he denies that he ever ordered a private investigation to ensue. He denies instructing the Presidential Protection Services head, Major General Wally Roeder, to go after the suspects, torture them, recoup the money. He denies all of that. The Section 89 panel, which handed its report to the National Assembly Speaker for further action, said that in light of the information placed before it, the President may have violated the Constitution and should be made to answer further questions. Other than deny, in essence, the President asked the panel to dismiss, I quote, the baseless and close quote, allegations made by the ATM, UDM and EFF, which are seeking to have him impeached. In his own words, the president says, I quote, the complaints of the ATM, the UDM and the EFF are based on hearsay allegations. No evidence, let alone sufficient evidence, has been presented to, pr- to prove that I committed any violation, let alone any serious violation of the Constitution or the law or serious misconduct as set out in the Constitution. He also says, I ask that this matter ought to not be taken further. But following a heated parliamentary debate, whereby opposition parties were scathing towards the president and his conduct. So I ask that every member thinks carefully about what today's vote means. We're not voting to find a president innocent or guilty. We're not weighing up evidence to reach a verdict. That will only happen later. 
Today is about letting due process take its course. It's about acknowledging, as the authors of the report did, that there are big questions that remain unanswered and that it can only be solved on inquiry undertaken by this House. And that is the test before us today. Have we learned anything from the past, or are we prepared to once again break our parliament in defense of a leader who doesn't want to be accountable? Our country cannot afford the turmoil that will come with the president fighting for his political life and his skin. We don't have the luxury of time, and we're in trouble. And so, honorable members, you do have a choice today, and the world is watching your decision. So I ask every member in the House today, remember your oath of office, remember who you're meant to serve, and then vote in favor of adopting this report. Thank you. As a so-called crafter of our democratic dispensation, you are accused of engaging in activities that characterized a criminal underworld. As a so-called champion of accountability to masses of our people, you today avoid scrutiny and questioning like a fugitive. Mr. President, your reluctance to allow inquiry into the activities of Palapala Farm are shocking and concerning. You are so disparate to avoid any type of investigation into the crimes that have occurred at and in relation to a Palapala Farm that you have decided to spit in the face of the freedoms and institutions so many fought and died for. Mr. President, you stand accused of theft from the people of South Africa. You stand accused of violating your oath of office and of violating the Constitution. You have stashed money in matrasses and allegedly avoided paying taxes. It is now accepted fact that you did not declare millions of foreign currency kept in your sofas to the South African Reserve Bank. It is now an undeniable fact that you have engaged in paid work while occupying the office of the President of South Africa. It is an undenied fact that you, your answers regarding Palapala Farm are unreliable because they change depending on the audience you speak to. The ANC seemingly closed ranks around the president, effectively protecting him from impeachment proceedings and further investigation. Those who have voted yes, 148, and those who have voted, who have voted no, 214. Abstain, hold on, hold on, honorable members. Abstention two, and therefore the section 891 inquiry will therefore not be proceeded with. Associate Professor in the School of Governance at Fitz University, Professor William Gamede, explains the significance of Ramaphosa winning the parliamentary vote. What, what it means for him as a president, um, that's a totally different story because what will happen now, you know, there's a couple of other processes, ongoing processes, some of them haven't started and really will impact on his presidency. And then, of course, there's the integrity uh, commission of the ANC's report. I think his authority, despite him winning his authority, uh, will be gone. So his ability um, to tackle corruption heads-on uh, will be diminished. Ramaphosa's re-election into the ANC's top leadership position and his parliamentary win mean that any questions around Palapala are now predominantly theoretical.
President Ramaphosa closed off the ANC's 55th elective conference, seemingly confident for the future of the party and comfortable in his leadership position. As the African National Congress, we have made mistakes and we've made, had some missteps and we have paid for them in many, many ways. But even having found ourselves on the brink, we have been able to pull ourselves back. And we have been able to come back from where many people thought we would stumble and fall forever. Because we know there is no greater task yet to be fulfilled and that task is building a better South Africa that leaves no one behind. But the opinion of the voting public ahead of the 2024 national elections and the fact that the ANC has only ever had one president, President Nelson Mandela, finish his term without impeachment processes or lingering scandal indicates that we may not have heard the last of Farmgate. Political reporter at the Sunday Times, Zimata Matewane, outlines what the saga will mean for the president and his career. So the president survived um, the, the Palapala scandal in terms of, of being accountable to parliament uh, because, you know, the NC protected him. Um, however, he is going to have to face it at some point because there is an integrity commission report on him that has to be tabled uh, by the new NEC. Um, that is that is coming on and um, depending on the findings of the integrity commission and what it um, mandates the NEC to do uh, I think we'll see uh, action from the NC on on that side however I mean his 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 faction won um, so protection from within the ANC he has it protection from um, ANC in Parliament, he has it because they still have a majority. But uh, I mean, they are gearing up for the for the 2024 national elections. Um, this farm gate and other political parties using it, rightfully so, to ask the questions that should be asked of the president. So I don't think, in terms of the ANC, it's going to disrupt his second term. Um, the president, the deputy president that we currently have, Paul Mashatile, is very ambitious but he is outnumbered in the top leadership that has been elected. I do not think he's going to try and use it to remove the president. I do not think uh, the ANC will remove a president who, won, who just won conference with such a huge majority. I don't think Palapala will be enough for the opposition to use against the ANC going into elections because the perception in South Africa is that it's his money. Um, so, I mean, they, they, they are much rather safer going after our infrastructure, our education, you know, our economy, ESCOM, um, and, and everything else that is wrong with, with, with the ANC. But as for the president, I have a suspicion that he's safe, that he will finish his second term, um, that parliament will continue to, to, to protect him, the ANC in parliament. As political parties gear up for campaign season ahead of the 2024 national elections, we continue to monitor the outcomes of Farmgate and the impact it will have on our political landscape. For Times Live, I am Paige Muller.